0: For joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend because changed lives, changed lives. It is so good to be with you once again. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pastor Lindsay Murphy, and I'm the online campus pastor for the Valley Troy. And friends, what I have to share with you this morning came from a 2.30 wake-up call. Now, not to keep my phone ringing, because my phone is not in my room, and I hope yours isn't either, but the Spirit woke me up with this message that I believe is so important for all of us, regardless of what you believe. So wh- whatever your standing is today, I pray that the Spirit will just speak to you the way He spoke to me at 2.30 that morning. So, so you probably already know this, but for those of you who don't or just want a little refresher course, uh, I'm gonna share a little bit about social media with you. Now please don't tune me out yet, okay? Uh, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of, of you know whether it's good or bad, I just want to share what's on my heart. So you probably are aware of Instagram, right? Instagram was created to share the picture. It's all about the best video or picture you can capture. Now I'm not a photographer, for my photographer friends out there that just know how to capture that right shot, Instagram is for you and now what about YouTube right how many of you have fixed something in your house using YouTube raise your hand put a thumbs up maybe you even know how many times you've done that If you've got a number I want to see it okay drop it in the comments I know that we have fixed many things in our house using YouTube videos. So holla to all those people who make those videos, thank you very much. <laughs> you saved us a lot of time and money. And then what about Twitter? Right, Twitter was really a, a, a challenge for so many people because the idea was right that you needed to put your thoughts into 140 characters or less. In fact, as an English teacher, I used to challenge my students with this, you know, give me a Twitter type of response. And as much as we may not realize it, that's actually really hard. And then there's Facebook, which some of you are actually using right now to watch this message. Did you know that three out of four people are on Facebook, even if not regularly, they have an account? And you know, it was created to build community. And you maybe don't know this, but Facebook actually first came about for college students. You had to have a college email in order to even make an account. And then For all my friends out there, uh, the older generation joined you on Facebook and you went and found yourself new social media because now having your mom and grandma on there feels strange. (laughs) But the reality is is you still have your account because every now and again you want to post that picture or share that video or offer your opinion. And while all of those things are good, and I'm thankful for social media, it's how you and I get to communicate with one another in this season. The truth is, is that we have this ability, we have at our very fingertips a way to do life with one another. Share life, share those moments with one another like we've never had before. But you and I both know that some of the things we share on there really don't encourage or lift people up or make life better. In fact, I've seen over the last 10 months or so during the pandemic, many of my friends on Facebook say, listen, I'm taking a Facebook break. It's just too much. Which in reality, friends, if we shared Our most memorable encounters on our social media platforms, I'm not quite sure that it would be so discouraging. In fact, I would even offer the challenge that the Spirit offered me that early morning. What if you shared your Jesus encounters? They are truly the most shareable moments that you and I will ever have in our lives. And when I sat there at 2.30 in the morning at my kitchen table, out came the very words of Christ in John chapter 4. So there's this wonderful story of Jesus and a Samaritan woman. And we're going to work our way through the scripture together. And I just want to share with you this morning how you and I, when we encounter Jesus, it is a shareable moment. So we're going to be in John chapter 4 and I use the NLT version when I'm when I'm reading to you. Some of you might have an NIV or uh, you know a New King James Version. I don't know. They all sound a little bit different here and there but the story is the same. So John chapter 4 and we're going to start right there at verse 1. So let's come along on this shareable moment that the Samaritan woman has with Jesus? And keep this question in mind, have you had a shareable moment with Jesus? All right, so Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making disciples than John, more disciples than John, even though Jesus didn't do the baptizing, his disciples did. So he left Judea and he returned to Galilee He had to go through Samaria on the way. Well, I want to stop right here for a second because I have actually passed verse 4 multiple times not thinking much about it. But it says he had to, so in my mind I'm thinking this is the only way to go, right? Have you ever been going somewhere and you realize this is the worst road ever, but it's the only way to get there? But in fact, when I was studying, I found that there are actually three ways to get back to Galilee. He could go along the coast, he could have gone through Perea, and then there was the road through Samaria. Now, Jesus is a Jew. Most Jews would never, ever, ever choose to go through Samaria. It just wouldn't be what they would choose to do because they would be running into Samaritans who they had a lot of conflict with. So in all likelihood, anyone other than Jesus would have chosen the other two routes. But it tells us here in John's account that he had to go. So we already know that Jesus is preparing to encounter someone who needs his touch. Do you know, I believe today that when you and I are together like this, even like this, through a screen, it's the same thing. That Jesus is preparing to have an encounter with you. That's why you turned on your TV. That's why you turned on your phone or are listening to a podcast because he wants to have an encounter with you. He has to have an encounter. That's how much he loves you. Well, let's keep going. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because the disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Well, it's an interesting conversation here. I don't know that if somebody came in the middle of the heat of the day, knocked on my door, and asked for a drink, I would be like, "Well." You're from the next street over. I'm not sure that I want to give you a drink. This is a fair question, though. And there's a few reasons why. And actually, as I started to dive into different uh, wordings of this particular verse, I landed on the message version. So I just want to read this same verse in just a slightly different way so you can hear the tone in which this woman is speaking. So the message version says this, the Samaritan woman, taken aback, asks, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? See, there's a little bit of a tood there from her, right? Like, I just don't even understand why you're talking to me. But I wonder how many of us When we encounter people who think differently, dress differently, talk differently, wonder the same thing when we encounter them. Why are you talking to me? The thing is, is that when we encounter Jesus, he's not worried about the title you wear, the the affiliations you have. He cares about you as who you are. And so even though I was taken back by this comment, the reality is Jesus is not. Because he's all about pushing the boundaries. So here we go. Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. So he really is reversing the question, if you only knew who I was, in fact, you would be asking me for water, not the other way around. And I love her answer because it's so real and it's so genuine. And friends, when you talk to Jesus, if you've never done it, and you've never just kind of said out loud, you know, hey, Jesus, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm believing. You know, I I love the way he responds and the way they talk to one another. Because here's her response, but sir. You don't even have a rope or a bucket. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? It's very perplexing. She's a little bit frustrated with this man who's asked her for a drink of water and now she's, he's telling her that he's even better than this drink of water that she's come to labor to get. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come here to get water. Despite how frustrated she is just a few moments ago with his accusation that somehow he's better than the water in this well, once he clarifies that she will never thirst again, that's all she needs to hear. See, friends, what you have to understand about this woman, the reason why she's there at noon and not earlier in the cool of the day is because she's an outcast. People in her village have rejected her. And so she's not allowed to go down to the well when everybody else does. See, I wonder how many of us understand that kind of rejection. That if somebody offered you a hand of friendship, you would gladly take it. See, this comeback, this, this response to the living water that he is offering is the very response that you and I should have when we encounter Jesus. Oh, give me more. Tell me how. But you know, how she gets the living water is very interesting because Jesus doesn't go about it in the same way that maybe we would assume he would. See, what she hears in this moment is no longer about water, it's about redemption. She doesn't realize that yet, but friends, I hope you realize today what I'm offering you is not a story from Scripture, but redemption, restoration, life-giving, life-altering water. See, Jesus' offer isn't about physical satisfaction, but about spiritual rejuvenation. It's about waking the spirit up again to live out the very thing that God has called you to do. Now, here's the interesting part. This is where the story goes super sideways, but I want you to stay with me, okay? So then Jesus says to her, go and get your husband. I don't have a husband. You're right. Jesus says, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the one you are living with now. You certainly have spoken the truth. I tell you, friends, I've read that, and I've wondered to myself, Jesus, why would you make her tell you that? You you know it already. He even says, like, you're right, you, you, you're right, you don't. But, you know, I think this is the first step in redemption, And I'm not talking about Facebook posts anymore. It's about getting honest. In fact, when I usually see a Facebook post that says, well, I need to be honest with you, I often take it as half honesty. Because I believe that when we get honest, like the kind that Jesus asks for in redemption, it is not for public use. It is private, it is personal, it is intimate. Friends, really what he's asking her in this moment, in this what seems to be a strange question, is to reveal the truth. The things that are deep down that everybody seems to be talking about. But what Jesus wants is her just to open herself up by being honest. Friends, today I would challenge you that if living water one that where you will never have to thirst again is what you want in your life. Let's get honest, okay? Now I'm not talking about Facebook honest because that's only half-truths. I'm talking about real, gritty, authentic honesty that I'll tell you friends is ugly. It's, it really isn't pretty. But it, in done in the intimacy with Jesus Christ, it is the most pure, beautiful thing you will ever experience. Now the woman goes on, right, and she's like, you must be a prophet. And you know, she says, so tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship while we Samaritans claim it's here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshiped? She's she's trying now to figure out who on earth this man could possibly be. And I love Jesus' reply. Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while the Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it is here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Notice that he wants her to tell the truth. Worship comes in honesty. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him in that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ, when He comes, He'll explain everything. And here it is, verse 26, my friends. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. See, she got honest with him. She was honest in her first reply. Why are you even talking to me? Who do you think you are? And she continued in that honest discussion by then going to the next level, going personal. I believe that some of you today probably, why would Jesus love me? Why would Jesus want to have anything to do with me? I'll tell you why. Because God, his Father, created you. And God the Father sent Jesus to reconnect with you, his creation. And the Holy Spirit dwells among us in believers to connect with you, regardless of your story, regardless of your affiliations, regardless of all of that. And how do I know that? Because only one who loves us so much would then die for us. Would then be willing to reveal himself to this woman on this day. You see why Jesus says, I have to go. I have to go that way because that woman is about to have the most shareable encounter in her entire life. Now, do you realize the disciples return back, and they are just as shocked to see that Jesus is talking to this woman. But they also know their place, so they don't say anything to Jesus about it. What I think is really funny, though, is you know Jesus knows what they're thinking. But in the meantime, while the disciples are trying to figure out what on earth Jesus is doing here, guess what that woman does? She takes this very moment, This moment where the light of the world broke through, and she runs back to the village where she is from. And here's what she does. The woman left her water jar, so she doesn't even get water after all of this, and ran, not walked, ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Do you realize that these are the same people who have labeled her an outcast? Who ostracized her? Who I'm sure made fun of her and whispered behind her back? All those little jabs. But you know what an encounter with Jesus will do? Change you. It'll be more about wanting everyone else to know Jesus than what everyone else ever did to you. And so here's the result. Verse 39. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I did. See, honesty isn't just about getting honest with Jesus. It's also about getting transparent about the road you and I are on and this earth in this life. You know, I told you earlier, that we often see on Facebook, things like, well, I want to be honest with you, or the truth of the matter is, and I've often believed that it's only half of who we are. See the route to Samaria, the woman, the well, none of those were accidents. You are here today listening, and it's not an accident. He knew what he was doing when the Word in flesh came to sit at the well, because he was thirsty. You are not here by accident, and you are not listening by accident. Here's my caution. You know, that woman, she could have just said, You know what, I'm an outcast, stop talking to me, I came here to get my water, and I'm leaving. She opened herself up to Jesus even though she was carrying a million labels. Will you open yourself up to Jesus today? Will you release the labels that everyone has given you? Have you decided today that a shareable encounter with Him is more important than any other encounter you'll ever have? Friends, don't get me wrong, I love your pandemic puppies. They're so cute and, you, and you're, the pictures of your kids laughing and giggling, oh I love them so much. I love watching even old memories on my Facebook. But the truth of the matter is, friends, there are a lot of people out there who are coming to a well all by themselves who need an encounter with Jesus. You may have been going to the well all by yourself, going to Facebook all by yourself, hoping that someone will reach out and say, listen, I hear you, I see you, I love you. Let's talk about living water. If that's you today, I'm here. I'm sitting at the well. I'm waiting for a drink of water so that you and I can talk about the power of living water in your life. In fact, I sit here today because I had an encounter at the well. Where someone, Jesus Christ, poured into me through the hands and feet of someone else. Who said, you're worth it to me. I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go on that side of town because that's where you are. I'm going to join that group because that's where you are. I'm going to see you where you are. Do you realize that in verse 40 and 41, it wasn't just what the woman had said, but it goes on. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in the village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. They said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. Friends, if you are listening today and you have had a shareable encounter with Jesus, then it's time that you and I fill up our social media feeds with that truth. Yes, it's raw, it's honest, it's ugly even sometimes, but it's authentic and true because that's who Jesus is. And friends, if you're sitting here today and you say, I want that. I'm tired of being an outcast. I'm tired of posting things that don't really matter to me, trying to paint a picture for everyone to believe that I'm okay when I'm not. Then I'm here today. I'm just flesh and blood. But I am here today to offer you the living water, an encounter with Jesus Christ that will radically change your life life. That is not an, a maybe, that is a guarantee. And if you want to know how I know that, you can private message me and I will tell you my testimony of the person I used to be compared to the person who encountered Jesus one day and he broke through and I will never ever turn back. Friends. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you that you had to go through Samaria. That you don't just pick and choose who you're going to befriend. You don't decide, well, you don't belong to me because you believe I can't associate with you because you are. No, Jesus, you broke down every single barrier that day at the well. And you will continue to break down every barrier. And you will use all the social media platforms to do it, Lord. And I know that because there are believers, there are ones that are Christ followers today who have had shareable encounters with you that need to use these platforms to share the truth. Not our opinion, but the living word about the living water. Lord, right now, I believe that there are people who say, I need an encounter with Jesus. If I don't have one, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, I pray that you descend into that room right now. I pray that you pour out your Spirit in such a way that they can see you sitting at that well, offering them living water today. I pray that they push through the fear And the shame and the guilt, and they say, listen, it's me, I want to know Jesus today. And they would raise their hand, they would private message, they would drop their name in that comment, say, it's me, I want to know Jesus. I pray that they would push back all those things, and Lord, I pray that you would erect this wall. That does not allow the the evil one in. The deceiver and the liar who would say that their guilt or their shame or their past is too big for Jesus. Lord, you met this woman at that well because you knew that her life mattered. And Lord, the beauty of sharing her account was that so many more got to know you, Lord. But even if that hadn't happened, that woman is still important to you. And each and every person who listens today is important to you. I know that because you died for each and every one of them. And you rose again on the third day to declare that no longer would we have to be bound to sin and shame and guilt. But we could be set free by the truth. Lord, forgive us for giving our social media platforms over to the enemy. We declare today in Jesus' name to take them back for your kingdom purposes and share our most beautiful encounters with Jesus. I pray this all in your precious and holy name. Amen. Welcome to the valley church our mission is to see change lives and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message